four have died aboard the Zandam. So how do airports stay in business when so many airlines are coming? With full or partial travel bans now in effect in 138 countries. All airports are facing the challenge of trying to keep operational at a time when their revenues are almost zero. Karen D, head of the Airport Operators Association here. Government... CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. Liberty Mutual Insurance Company helps you customize your home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Unlike things you paid for you didn't need, like the Vacnado 2000. A Wi-Fi connected vacuum that uploads Dust Bunny data to the cloud for real-time optimization. (laughs) Whatever that means. But really, it's just a very expensive doggy chew toy. With Liberty Mutual, get customized home insurance so you only pay for what you need. Liberty, 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 Liberty. Only pay for what you need at LibertyMutual.com. Easter can really spring up on you, can it? Well, no worries. Just hop into Walgreens this holiday. We're only minutes away with all your favorites for building the perfect Easter basket. You'll be in and out in no time with big savings on everything Easter, like select Hershey's Easter candy, two for $6. Easter's on its way, whether you're ready or not. So head to Walgreens to get all your Easter treats in one quick hop. Offer valid with card through April 4th. Restrictions apply. Some superheroes become even more super simply by CBS's Bud Mitkin has a... Stockport near Manchester, England. They are the Stockport Spider-Men. With people in lockdown because of the coronavirus, the two are taking their daily runs in costume, and the locals seem to be loving it. There's a popular Facebook page with activities and challenges for kids. Bud Michigan, CBS News. Stay-at-home orders and self court I'm Peter King, CBS News. How do you think President Trump and Congress are handling the coronavirus? Now, Newsmax, one of the best news outlets, is conducting a national poll asking you what you think about their job handling the virus. You can easily vote in Newsmax's poll. Just text the word GREEN to 39747. That's GREEN to 39747. Newsmax will share the poll results with Congress, media, and the White House. Let your voice be heard. It's important. Text GREEN to 39747 today crisis or opportunity you get to decide thousands are losing jobs but could you turn this crisis into a better life and do it all from home a 39 year old entrepreneur from a billionaire family spent 20 million dollars in five years to find the best home-based business in north america when he found the only one with real long-term potential he bought it and right now he needs you write this down go here next.com income based on performance not politics go here next.com
be sure to follow Power 105 and 970 WATH on Instagram for contests, upcoming events, and a whole lot more fun stuff. Search Power 105 underscore 97 WATH on Instagram to get in on the action. Hello, the following is a message from Gail, franchise partner of your locally owned Athens County H&R Block. While the tax deadline has been extended until July 15th, taxpayers are encouraged, especially those getting refunds, to file now. Want your taxes done by a local tax pro from the safety of your own home? We are service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. Every day, every day, it just seems like uh, we hear of more difficulty and concern about coronavirus, COVID-19, how it's affecting our lives, our businesses, our world. Well, there are And I'm not really talking about the medical organizations either today. We'll do that tomorrow. But, uh, you know, you hear so much about the Small Business Administration. And we are lucky here in Southeast Ohio uh, to have a thing called the Small Business Development Center, which is uh, out of Ohio University. It's up on the ridges. It's been in business a while. It's not a new thing. And uh, they help small businesses, and they coordinate a lot of their work with the Small Business Administration. So yesterday I got in touch with Lisa Jollick, and I said, Lisa, can you do a show with me tomorrow morning? And she said, sure. So good morning. Welcome. Good morning, Dave. I'm glad you're with us. And there's so much to learn. Um, first of all, let's introduce you to the audience a bit. Um your bio, where were you raised? I was raised up in northern Ohio, Wellington, Ohio, actually. Wellington. Now, of all... Uh, our the, west of Cleveland. Okay, an hour west of Cleveland. Got it. And um, at what age did you start to focus in on some particular interest area? Well, I immediately went into small businesses, and I started consulting... Wow, probably three years after college. Mm-hmm. And school was where? College? Bowling Green. BG. And then I have my master's from Ohio University. Cool. The um, You've been now, uh, so you were with several companies um, as a business consultant, and these were national consulting firms. Yes. And working with businesses small to medium size, which is exactly what you do here too, right? We sure do. 
and uh, not just profits, even some non-profits. So, um, now, wh- when did you then arrive in Athens? When I met my wonderful husband, and around, I met him in 98, moved here in 2000. There you go. So, uh, 20 years on the scene, eh? And yes. uh, Athens suits you? It suits me quite nicely. Yeah, me too. Well, you know, in your work before and your work since, um, there's all sorts of things I want to ask you about that. But let's first of all do a little more about the understanding why today's program is important. First of all, I pulled another... um, uh, I get all manner of news releases and things like that. Um, I'm sure you're not inundated. Uh, oh, you're sure that you're surely wrong is what you mean. <laughs> yeah. Um, 87 per, Here's a stat. 87% of business owners today are saying their businesses are hurting from the coronavirus. And um, so 87%. Now, what are some of the key points? Owners worry about failure. 35% of small business owners say their businesses can only survive for less than three months in current conditions. Hey, Dave, can I jump in there? Please. One of the most important things that the governor can do right now is, and he's working on it to my understanding, is get unemployment benefits to business owners because under the current unemployment laws, business owners do not get unemployment compensation. And to my understanding, he's working on it, but that movement cannot happen fast enough because right now you have all these business, all these business owners that are, they're not, you know, they're working, they're not an employee. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're not getting unemployment. And so when they, you have people that, you know, you have a husband and wife that are, they are the employees, but they're not getting a wage. And right now, they aren't getting any benefits. So one of the hugest things that can happen for small businesses is that unemployment compensation gets changed so business owners receive that benefit. Sure. Well, let's hope he's successful. Not to throw the big monkey under the bus right out <laughs> right, of the gate. Right, right. Um, another key stat, the first one was 35% of small business owners say their businesses can only survive for less than three months under the current conditions. Number two, health comes before money. 79% of small business owners think that minimizing the COVID-19 deaths is more important than reopening the economy. So, you know, it's not purely selfish that they're thinking, right? Uh, At least that's my interpretation. Next point. There's only four total. This is the third. Business owners don't want more restrictions. 60% of small business owners think restrictions placed in response to COVID-19 should stay at the same or be relaxed. Well... One could argue about that a bit. And then the last point, many business owners feel neglected. 68% of small business owners think that the government is not doing enough to help small business right now. All right. You are the director of Ohio University's Small Business Development Center. That's part of the Voinovich School. And, again, the very same description. You you and your staff advise small to medium-sized businesses to achieve, to achieve their short- and long-term goals. Now, how is it that Ohio University has the Small Business Development Center? Ohio University has hosted the Small Business Development Center for over 30 years. 30 years. Uh, over 30 years, the College of Business um, was initially where the Small Business Development Center was housed, and that moved over to the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs, 
and we've been there ever since. But the university has hosted us for over 30 years. And so your role with it has been how many years? I have been with the Small Business Development Center since 2004. Okay. Um, Gosh, I'm old, aren't I, Dave? No, no, not compared to me, you see. You're, oh, well, you're, okay. You're a youngster. I'll, I'll give you that. Okay. Now, um, when you when you think back of the success stories, maybe even a couple failures, um, the, the guidance and advice and assistance that you have been able to provide businesses, um, you know, Without obviously naming any specifically, um, you know, it's got to give you some pride in probably the fact that you've helped more than you've hindered. Well, not hindered, but I mean, you've had more successes than failures. You know what I mean? Sure. So, you know. We have a lot of successes, and, you know, one of the reasons why we have so many successes is the great staff that I have. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Aaron Gibson, Carlene Dotson, Cindy Voorhees, John Voorhees, Trina Twyman. We we just, every single one of those people do such a fantastic job. Well, I know a number of those names, and um, they are good people. Now, you know, but things always hurt at, hit at the worst times. So here we are. Uh, we've got a census, we've got uh, taxes to file, we've got all sorts of things going on, and then boom, COVID-19 or coronavirus. And, um, you know, it's kind of a Murphy's Law thing, you know what I mean? Um, how, how, you know, like I've got all sorts of reports. If I want to get the Small Business Administration to to help me get through this situation, um, there's there's paperwork, and government's never been known for a shortage of paperwork. Yeah, but one of the one of the best programs right now is actually pretty simple, and I would highly encourage everybody to apply for the economic injury disaster loan. There's a grant portion attached to that. And you can't get that grant portion if you don't apply. It's through the U.S. Treasury. The administration has structured it so that people can get money fast. Well, you know, here we are, an essential service, a radio station. So we can't have our people just um, uh, furloughed off, right? Um, Sure. We have... um, Small staff is, is able to work from their homes remotely, accessing their computers here at their desks in their offices here. But um, the, the other core, we have to come in, and we have to use all this sterile stuff and be very careful, as, uh, as we've been advised to do. Now, um, we are actually, you know, kind of pulling our hair out. What? Who's going to do this? Who's going to do that? Not to mention now, who's going to do the paperwork for this opportunity? Um, this is tough. And, and um, I'm sure I, it's not just me, you know? It's now, very overwhelming. Yeah. Now, I suppose if I were a restaurateur... <laughs> restaurant owner uh, with very limited services providing carry-out only, I might have a little more time on my hands to fill out those forms than my situation here. Well, Dave, and I think, you know, the other part about it that is so important for me and for my staff to remember when we're talking with people, it's not about the amount of time that you have and whether you have time to complete the paperwork. You know, the people that are completing the paperwork, yourself included, you're, we're under a time where there's so much fear, there's so much panic, there's yes. so yeah. high emotions. And so when you're completing these technical, this technical paperwork and the, all of that emotion and 
fear and pain is flooding through your system, it makes you want to rush and mistakes happen. And, you know, the, the thing is, is there are some really good programs out there, and I, I caution everybody I talk to, take a deep breath, sit down, gather yourself, take time when you're filling this out because there are some really good programs that can really help. And, you know, we are going through a hard time, and nobody likes to complete all that technical paperwork, but it can help you. You just need to take the time and make sure you're doing it correctly and accurately. So, less far. Um, you know, we've been really struggling with this for a month. I think the first case was, what, January 20th? But then look at where we are now. Um, well, what, what, um, how are you folks dealing with it? I mean, you folks. Again, have I to go stay. back. I, we have such an amazing staff. We, we all, and I, I talk to my staff. You know, often mm. we are obviously working from home. We are working in a virtual environment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we kind of started doing that ahead of the curve. We started. Uh, you know, I asked my employees to start working from home on the Friday before it was mandated, um, and so I think everybody is doing such a fantastic job to reach out to our clients. We are we have a Facebook page. Um, it's at SBDC Ohio University. I am often re- up putting updates or new information on there. I actually need to go on there as soon as we get done today and, and put out the new guidelines for the payroll protection plan, which is came out at the end of the day yesterday. It you know you know the administration gave 14 days for the administrative regulations to come out, and I kept forecasting that it would come out sooner because the government wants to get money in people's hands, and sure enough, it came out at the end of the day on Tuesday. So, fantastic. Well, I can barely keep up with all the FCC rules, and you know what I mean, we're inundated in our industry with, but I'm sure every in industry feels this way, but it seems like we have so much more to f- keep up with that I don't find I have the time to to possibly be properly informed. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, you know, one of the problems that I think we're all seeing is there's, All the organizations, all the economic development organizations out there want to be helping. And what we're ending up with is our email boxes. All of our, you know, our our email boxes are getting flooded. And a lot of it's the same information, but we all don't want to miss something. So we're combing through it. And um, most of it's, you know, duplicity. and, And that's a challenge because it's wasting some energy. Um, I can tell you that we are doing a really good job at updating on our Facebook page. I know everybody doesn't like Facebook. I have to say I'm not exactly a fan of it. Um, but for this, it serves a purpose. We're able to, that, that's the easiest way to, for us to reach the most amount of people in a short period of time. So um, rather than my saying to someone, go to the Ohio University website for the SBDC. Uh, you're saying the easiest way for you to communicate with most people, the common businesses, is through Facebook. Our Facebook page, correct. Our website is not, you know, we did not build it to for us to be putting these constant updates. I see. Um, I, I could, but that's cumbersome. Mm-hmm. If you're following us on Facebook, you're obviously gonna, it's going to come up in your feed when there's a new post. And so... Uh, instead of having to repeatedly go to a website to check if there's something new on Facebook, you're going to get that. You're going to get that update. So as you drive about town um, to and from the office or or doing your usual life errands um, in an unusual fashion, um, doesn't it really hurt to look around? I mean, businesses that 
you know, I've lived here 47 years that have been thriving. Um, mercy. Um, there weren't a dozen cars parked on the entire Court Street last last evening. You know what I mean? Dave, I'll be honest. I haven't been out since last Monday. Okay. <laughs> so okay. I can't speak to that, but I'm sure it is that. Well, um, so what do you think I ought to ask you? <laughs> I thought you were the interviewer. I am, but I, I want to make sure I bring things out that you think are important. Okay, well, you know, I'm just going to go do a little bit of a, um overall of the programs that are out there. Again, there's the Economic Injury Disaster Loan Program. There's a grant component tied to it um, that where companies can get up to $10,000 forgivable that doesn't need repaid. When you're going through the application, there's, from to my understanding, there's a, a box you need to check to say that you're interested. Absolutely, everybody should check it. Um, in my opinion, from what I'm gathering, I think if you're a small business owner, you're not doing yourself a favor if you don't apply for this. You don't have to accept it. If you're approved for the loan, and there is a repayment part of it, um, and there's a repayment part, and it is based on credit. So people are going to get declined if you don't have good credit mm-hmm. or you're not, you know, your business is not sustainable. But it's 3.75%. It is the, the loan is intended to be working capital. Mm-hmm. Working capital so that you can cover your payroll, your rent, your utilities, and it can be to, for an up, up to 30-year term. People ask me all the time, how much do I ask for? It's not up to you. To my understanding, the SBA has an logarithm that determines the amount based on the information that you upload in that application. My The best advice I can give to anybody is, you know, I, yesterday I probably talked to three or four individuals that operate with extreme fiscal responsibility and they're like well we don't think we need the money well you know what nobody knows when this is going to end or what is how it's going to end up right apply for the loan get approved if anything put it in an account and sit on it you know put the money let the money sit there if you don't if you don't think you need it let it sit there when this is all said and done and we know how everything is going to go if you don't need it pay it back you know there's you go out to bankrate.com, there are savings accounts. You know, I personally have one that is with Marcus Goldman Sachs for 1.75 or 1.7%. If you don't need the money, throw that into that account. You're earning 1.7. You're being charged 3.75 simple interest. I mean, it's cheap money. Mm-hmm. So that's the first piece is... I remember, I remember a history teacher, Dave Dayton, who later was chief of police in Worthington. But uh, uh, he was one of the most interesting teachers I had during my high school years. But he, one of the things he would teach us were a lot of facts of life. And he would say, go borrow some money from a bank. Take it home, put it in a drawer, and then at the end of the period, pay it back. Don't spend it. Don't do anything. But that's how you initially start to establish credit. And um, it'll cost you a couple bucks, but you have established credit. And then the next time, the bank will be more interested in loaning you a larger sum. You know what I mean? Sure. Sure. So, well, anyway. So, you know, the difference between the 375 and the 1.7 is what it's costing you to have that peace of mind. Right. Right. Um, so, Dave, the other the other program out there, and fortunately there's so many businesses that can't take advantage of it, is the payroll protection plan. And I'm sure, I'm sure you're going to be looking into this plan because you have people on your payroll still. Unfortunately, there are so many people that don't. Uh, so many people or so many businesses had to close down, and so they don't have payroll um, currently. But the payroll protection plan, it's a bit more cumbersome than the first loan I talked about, but it is a 7A, and what that means is you have to go through a lender. Um, There are many lenders in Athens that 
and in our region that um, are able to do the 7A loans. And what that is, it's a loan, and it's intended to cover expenses such as payroll. And from my understanding, based on the information that came out yesterday, late afternoon, is also rent and utilities up to $10,000 per individual. And you have to have documentation to support the amount that will be forgivable. But at the end of the period, there, it, it, there is a portion that is forgivable. You have to apply for that. Mm-hmm. So it is more a little bit more bureaucratic and um, strings are tied. And the burden, of, in my opinion, from what I can see, the burden of proof is on the owner. Uh, and, you know, some, peop- some businesses don't necessarily have the greatest um, bookkeeping records, uh, and which would make it a little more challenging. Um, but that is another program, and certainly for yourself, you know, for the radio station, that's a great opportunity um, that you should be looking into, and, you know, anyone that has payroll right now. You know, we have um, uh, 38, 39 employees, um, but a number of them are involved in sports, right? Guess what? Sure. There are no sports now. Uh, they're hourly. But they're not turning in hours because they're not going and calling broadcasts of sporting events. Sure. Um, so it's not like we've said, see you later. It's like um, it just isn't happening. Um, there's other people who have, are working at home. And, you know, I don't want to sound like I don't trust my employees, but I always wonder, you know, are they... Are they putting in as many hours as they do when they're here? You know what I mean? It, it just, sure. Yeah. You walk by their computer and you can see the cursors moving because they have remote access from home to run their computers here in their offices. Um, but, uh, you know, it seems like those computers are not functioning as much as they would if they were here. <laughs> Well, you know, I, Dave, I just want to put a plug out for my staff right now. Um, that is one thing I don't have to worry about right now because we are getting, you know, we're pretty much stacking our calls. And, oh, you're you know, being inundated, we, right, with requests. We are, but, you know, we, we have such a great staff that we're, we're doing it, and we're doing a fantastic job. You know, I, it, it makes me so happy when somebody, somebody sends me an email you know, I, I for myself, I'm we're getting about sixty percent, sixty to sixty-five percent of my calls or my client work is with people I've never talked to before this whole thing happened, and so I think of this. You know, what's happening? It is a disaster, mm-hmm. but there's a huge opportunity for people to get connected with the Small Business Development Center. We are working our butts off to respond as quickly as possible to. Um, inquiries and for people looking for guidance. And so just because we're working virtually, I can't stress enough, reach out to us. We're here. The easiest way to get a hold of us is via email. Uh, you know, that's, you know, I, you know, I'm, I live in front of my computer right now and um, working from home, I almost think we're a little bit more efficient in this time period. Um, I don't know. I think we have another caller trying to ring in. And let's see if that's true. Uh, were you wanting that's to true. speak? Yes. Go ahead, please. Yes, I think she's missed the boat there. What's this that? Morning. What I boat? don't feel that the state needs to support the independent businessman as the owner. Okay. The principal owner set his business up, and if he has anything on the stick about accounting, he's provided for himself really well. Okay. If he's thought it through, he's living on less than he makes, and he still has a bonus. Well, okay. He needs to do some creative accounting. Well, does that mean uh, falsification or not? No. Okay. That means get a CPA involved, someone that understands business. Okay. Well, certainly they can be helpful, and they are um, advisors. But, uh, but I don't feel that the owner should lean on the state to make up for the difference of, oh, my, 
the business may fail. Well, okay. what happened to his planning? But you know, What's his labor cost. When when What's was his inventory the, cost? When was the last time we had anything of this nature occur? This is well, this is a pretty unusual you and situation. You were here the last time this happened. Well, I I don't think I was. You're I think you're right, but uh, this is pretty serious, and it's quite yeah. Unusual. I feel for the country. But I don't think we should subsidize mistakes made by business owners. Okay. Sounds like they're being a little bit too greedy. Well, seems like the small business administration is going to be flooded with work on people that were lazy about setting it up. Okay. Thanks for your opinion, really. All right. Uh, Hey, I'm just a I'm just a down to earth person, you know. I got you. Nothing wrong with that. God bless. Thank you, sir. Now, Scott, refresh my memory. Do I hit that button there to release this? Um, yeah, it'll, it'll cut off there in a second. There, there it, it went on. It, he hung up. That's mm-hmm. what. Left. Yep. Okay. Well, Lisa, um, you know, there are many different viewpoints. And, Absolutely. Uh, and uh, I, I'm not here to say he's wrong or right. Uh, I just know that. I want the many businesses in Athens to survive, and for that matter, the state and the nation. I, I actually um, agree with that gentleman uh, to some extent. I think that, you know, we all should be fiscally responsible, and I think, you know, in a perfect world, everybody had three months put aside. You know, I certainly want my household to have financial responsibility but i think one of the realities with a small business and you look at all these restaurants are just so hard restaurants travel and tourism it's so hard um to maintain profitability and to put aside that savings and i think you know nobody expected anything like this nobody could have predicted it that's why you know the sba's website crashed last week and the unemployment uh sites aren't doing very well at all either you know nobody has predicted what we are going through right now and so i think you know from a you know from an upper level perspective i completely agree with him we have another call um good morning you're on the air good morning david good morning Um, i think there's a misconception amongst a lot of people out there your last caller maybe one and the fact that when all you've ever known and received is a paycheck, you don't understand how business operates. The largest percentage of small businesses in this country operate on a shoestring. That means that when something major occurs, you can't plan because you live you live with what you make and you don't have enough to plan for disasters. Uh, something like this is difficult for all small businesses and and I think the lady approached the, the idea of one hole that the governor I hope is uh, is addressing and that is the small business that's a single person business mm-hmm. no employees there are no assistance including unemployment at this point in time for that small business right and that that puts the single person or the as, as she put it, the husband and wife, small business, uh, up against a wall. And you can't plan your personal uh, savings enough to, to offset that. Understood. Thank you. Uh, could she give a contact? Yes, I can do that for uh, both. She, she's right here, but uh, you still there, caller? I oh, am. Oh, okay. Well, um, Lisa, you are. But I'll give it on the air here. There we go. So, uh, Lisa, I'm going to give your email, if you don't mind, and then you can distribute it amongst your staff, okay? Sure. So, it's Jolic, L, because um, at Ohio University, they use the last name and then the first initial of your first name. So, Jolic is J-O-L-L-I-C-K, and then an L, no space, Jolic, L, at Ohio. Dot edu, like the first three letters of education. 
One more time. Jolic L at Ohio.edu. And Lisa, who we have as a guest this morning, she will then distribute it based upon your your story to her to the appropriate member of her staff uh, who will then contact you and try to see what they can do to help, right? Um, what, um, let's see here. I'm looking at my notes. So, Dave, can I jump in? Please. So, I think... You know, one of the things that's really important is Small Business Development Center. We're here for everybody right now. But like I said earlier on, we've been with the Ohio Ohio University has hosted us for over 30 years. We aren't just here to help people in the time of disaster. We're here every single day. And, you know, when this ends, we're still going to be there. And what we do on a normal basis is we provide, you know, overall, our services are at no cost to um, our clients, and we provide a a wide variety of services, um, individual counseling related to assisting people start a business, Mm -hmm. helping existing companies expand a business, helping companies secure uh, capital. So if somebody is needing a loan to purchase equipment or a building, we're there to help um, build projections and a business plan. Uh, we uh, we work extremely intensely with our clients. Uh, you know, if, if it's something that you're looking to expand, you know, one time we had a client that wanted to expand within an hour and a half drive time of Athens. We have powerful uh, a powerful software system called Esri that we could look and say, okay, we understand, we did research, we identified the target market, what the demographic, the geographic, and psychographics of that company's um, target market was, and then we we looked at okay, where does that target? Where are the is the highest population density for that target market within an hour and a half drive of Athens, Ohio? I mean, that's the kind of quality work that we do. Yes. Um, we, you know, I think you know, you're familiar with Aaron. I don't know if you're familiar with Carlene. The three of us worked with a company. Um, that has been in business for about 100 years, and we worked for about three months intensely and developed a marketing plan, and we sat down with that business owner, and when we were finished, that gentleman looked up in amazement, and he said, wow, I have paid numerous consulting companies over the time of 20 years, and I have never gotten the kind of quality work that you guys have put into this, and we're at no cost. So there's absolutely no reason why people and businesses should not be reaching out to us. The other thing that we do a fantastic job with is provide professional development or trainings for the public, for the business community, Um, things like QuickBooks, Excel, social media. We have a um, what's called Profit Mastery class, and that is a two-day, two-full-day class that is intended for to help business owners understand how to bring money to the bottom line, how to increase their profits. So, you know, we're here in the time of this disaster and we're working nonstop and please reach out to us. But when this, you know, when this ebbs away, we're still here and we're doing, we can really do a great job of helping people. Well, I'm grateful that you're there and uh, we need your help. Um, many businesses need your help. You've helped us in the past. And um, please, um, uh, keep keep it up. And uh, we appreciate Ohio University um, realizing, re- realizing the importance of this to their community. And um, Well, and, you know, one of the other things, you know, we get asked is how can you do this? Uh, you know, our organization, the Small Business Development Center, is funded by the Small Business Administration, Ohio Development Services Agency, and Ohio University. And because we have such great funders and we have a wonderful host, that enables us to do such a good job. Well, did, did you ever meet George Voinovich? 
Personally, face-to-face, no. Well, he was a friend. But I can't tell you how proud I am to be part of the Voinovich School of Leadership and Public Affairs. I mean, it's a great organization. We have fantastic leadership. And our leadership, you know, Dean Weinberg, uh, Lynn Gellerman, they do a great job of supporting us. Is there anything we have um, uh, failed to bring out? We've got to, in theory, we have 10 minutes or so left. But, um, you know, maybe we've hit all the highlights. Um, Probably one other thing I would point out is if you have an SBA loan of any type, whether it's a 7A or a 504 um, or a previous disaster loan, um, you know, those can be deferred Mm -hmm. uh, to help with cash flow. And, you know, the, the biggest thing is, you know, so many people are thinking about the short term, like, what do I do to pay bills right now? Mm-hmm. What the administration is intending these great programs to do is put money in the pocket so that you have the money to reopen. Um, and, and that's what we really want is, you know, we understand that you're going through a hard time right now and it's really scary, but we want everybody to reopen. And so there's lots of things you can do to help your cash flow now um, so that you're saving cash flow later forgive my poor memory but it seems to me like eight or ten years ago um my banker came to me and said we can issue you a sba loan and if my memory is correct it was at zero interest we just had to pay it back over a course of five years something like that it was super attractive and it was so that we could upgrade some equipment and so on um and we did it, and it's all been paid up back. And maybe there was an interest rate, but if it's uh, well, if there was, it was very minimal. Um, it's quite a quite a good organization, isn't it? It truly is, and I I have to say that what I've seen, especially with this economic disaster injury disaster loan, yep, that is a great program. And you know, I've had so many calls where people are complaining that it's not that it's at 3.75 and it's not zero. And they're saying, well, the government should have it at zero. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you, you can't go to a bank and get a working line of, or working capital loan, a line of credit, anywhere near that. If you go to, Before this happened, if you go and get a, a line of credit, you're going to be at 9 to 12%. So that 3.75, that's a fantastic deal. And, again, you don't have to use it. You don't even have If you're approved, you don't even have to accept it. Um, but like we mentioned earlier, you know, it might make some sense to, if you're approved for the loan, put it in, if you don't need it, put it in an account and sit on it. Uh, Lisa, I think we do have another caller here. Uh, let's bring him on board. Good morning. Uh, good morning. I, uh, am I hearing that uh, there's nothing for the sole proprietor? Lisa? So currently, the way the and I, I am not going to even begin to think that I'm an expert with unemployment compensation because it's people over at Ohio Def- uh, Department of Job and Family Services, they're the experts. What I do understand is that there are there is talk from the governor to figure out a way to provide unemployment compensation for business owners, and that is in the works. There's not a time frame on that. I, I think it's in the works, from what I understand, um, but there's nothing definitive. Uh, caller, I can tell you I've heard similar, that there's something cooking, but it's All not right. it's not in place yet. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Yes, sir. Thank you. Well, um, let's see here. Uh, clearly... Just uh, based upon the fact that we've had three or four calls without even telling people they were able to call in or giving a phone number out, uh, there's a good bit of interest in this. So um, I hope we didn't slam your offices with a whole bunch of more inquiries. But on the other hand, if we can help them, let's try. Absolutely. Well... Uh, share with Erin that we need her help, and um, uh, here comes another call. See? Let's do it again. Okay, good morning. You're on the air. Yeah, hey, Dave. 
you know, I like the comments of the one fellow that called up a little while ago about planning. I was always into plan your work and work your plan. But let's face it, when the governor says at 9 p.m. on a Sunday you have to close your restaurant down, yeah, and what you got fruits and vegetables and everything, either you're going to dump them on the uh, food pantry, but you got to write that off. And then, like, whoever plans for that, you can't. Right. You can't plan for that stuff. I follow. So, I mean, you know, this is, this is it's like getting hit in the side of the head with a wet mop, man. I mean... Or a slave. A lot hammer. of people, you know. I mean, you're suffering through this yourself. Absolutely. So I mean, you you can plan for a lot of things, but nobody plans for a volcano or Mount Saint, you know, Helens or. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For God's yeah. sake. Yeah, it's this is big. This is highly unusual. Yeah, the best business people in the world can't plan for things like this. I mean, you, unless you're some psychic or something, it just doesn't work that way. Yeah, well, uh, psychic abilities are not within my uh, powers. Mine neither. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd throw that in there. Glad you did. Thank you, sir. All right, bye. Okay. Um, Lisa, you've heard all of this before, right? A lot of it. Yeah. Um, So you have to be proud of many businesses over the 30 years or so that you've helped. And today they're strong and viable and uh, maybe have even um, seen awards and stuff like that. Um, You've also probably seen some failures. Sure. Um, what, what, What would you say the number one thing is that um, has caused the failure? Well, you know, one of the things when we are counseling people, and, you know, again, this is the kind of work we're doing right now because right now we're helping people with this disaster. Right. But when we're helping people, we, you know, there's so many, so many people come to us and they want to start a business or they want to expand and they have a bias. They're passionate about, their, you know, what they want to do. And that can sometimes cloud judgment. Okay. And so, um, you know, one of the things that we say is, you know, sometimes we're telling people things that they don't want to hear, and that makes them not happy with us. And But I strongly believe if we help somebody not make a mistake or not, you know, not, if we if we give them guidance that helps them redirect, um, you know, we're not always here to tell people what they want. To, we're not here to tell people what they want to hear. But sometimes a success is helping somebody not fail. Yeah, right, right. And just get by for a little while until things can be re. Uh, right, but redone. somebody somebody might come into our office and be passionate about their belief on starting a business or whatever and you know if if we give them information and we help them do research that helps understand maybe there isn't a market for what they thought would be oh yeah a that's great tough business. that's tough yeah um perhaps we've helped you know perhaps we've helped them not fail and even though they've and, given you know, up the dream, we can only provide guidance. We can't make the decisions for people, but we can give them. We can help them gather information. Even though they've given up a dream, um, it has perhaps prevented a disaster. Yep. All right. Well, listen. Um, you're, as I understand, you're going to take this um, recording today and put it on your Facebook website, and uh, so people that. Did not tune in, folks. If you want to share this information with them, you can find it there. And um, yeah, and and again, my email is jollickl at ohio dot edu. It's j o l l i c k l at ohio dot edu. And I, you know, I have multiple staff, so you know, you can feel free to flood my email box, and I can, you know, I have staff that can help me. Um, 
reach out to people. Lisa, thank you for taking the time with us this morning. And, no problem, uh, Dave. And keep in touch. Let us help you any way we can. And, of course, we too um, appreciate your help. All right. Thank you. Thank you. All right, folks, let's see here. Uh, Scott, what do I have here? This? Do I do this? I do that, don't I? At Century National Bank, we believe strong communities are built with local volunteers, donations, and leadership. Last year, we supported 301 local organizations and donated more than $393,000 to our local communities. Our bankers care about helping our entire community thrive and prosper. Century National Bank is committed to investing money locally and doing everything in our power to support the people and groups in our neighborhoods. Century National Bank, Division of the Park National Bank, member FDIC, CenturyNationalBank.com. All right, Century National Bank. Um, oh, let's do Russell's too, okay? Why not? Did you know that a full 10% of all drivers admit to driving when their check engine light is on? That light is your vehicle's way of telling you that there's a problem, and if left unattended, can lead to bigger problems. So if your check engine light is on, visit Russell's Auto Service, your one-stop shop for brake jobs, diagnostics, tune-ups, oil changes, and more. Located at 136 Columbus Road, their years of experience will guarantee you're taken care of and get you back on the road in no time. Stop by or call in at 740-592-2723. Uh, Scott, you know what a numbers guy I am, statistics and things like that. I have uh, found now three uh, sources for the COVID statistics. Okay. And I have been uh, making a um, spreadsheet and tracking them day by day. And, um, again, I've found some rather interesting statistics. And... um, Unless something better comes along, we'll talk about some of that tomorrow. Okay, sounds good. And then uh, we need to remind folks the governor's press conference coming up again at 2 o'clock on 970 WATH and 97.1 FM. You know, they they say 2 o'clock, but sometimes it's 2.07, sometimes it's even been 2.30. Yeah. But as soon as it happens, we interrupt whatever we're doing and bring it on board. Yes. And Connor Mills is working that project. We are out of time, folks. Have a wonderful day out there. Be safe and stick around. Okay? In our 70th year of service to Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Pastors here in Florida and in other states have held large church services despite stay-at-home orders in their communities. CBS's Dr. David Agus says acts like that are reckless. If a few people do the wrong thing, it hurts everybody. 33 states and the District of Columbia now have stay-at-home orders. Agus says the president should make it a national mandate. White House Counselor Kellyanne Conway says no need for that. We have federal guidelines that everybody should be following. And on top of those, you have state guidelines. So every state has acted differently. But those are only guidelines and not enforceable. There are also a lot of questions that need answers that nobody has. CBS's Steve Kathan. Health experts say it's hard to pinpoint when we can get back to normal. It's not like the weather. We can't expect seasons here. Former CDC Director Tom Frieden says the U.S. has to learn from what's happened in other places. Look at countries around the world. They have been able to tamp this down and then gradually loosen the faucet and get back to a new normal, normal but a new normal, but not open the floodgates. That new normal may mean older people with underlying health conditions need to stay home more often. Steve Kathan, CBS News. At least two cruise ships are off the Florida coast, one with dozens of sick passengers and the remains of four who died. Now their captains are being told, don't come here. CBS's Jim Crusula. Stay put. That's the word from the U.S. Coast Guard, which was directed all to remain at sea where they may be sequestered, quote, indefinitely during the coronavirus pandemic. Vessels are registered for most of South Florida's cruise ships. That means the Bahamas, where people are still struggling to recover from last year's hurricanes. Jim Crisula, CBS News. It's April 1st, but no fooling. The rent is due for millions of Americans who can't pay. Landlords like Sherry Hearn in Denver will feel a gut punch, too. I rely on the rent heavily to make it. I'm in the same position they are. 
um, of course I'm going to give him a break. Britain's Prince Charles is talking about his experience with the coronavirus. CBS's Vicki Barker is in London. Newly recovered from COVID-19, but Prince Charles says normal life has not returned. And I find myself on the 